Hello, welcome to the Metapod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. And let me tell you, we had some evolving over the weekend. Darkness Ablaze released everybody's planet on PTCG after everything started working again on PTCGO, I should say. Everybody started playing Darkness Ablaze. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Sean, how are you doing? I'm good. I am. Uh, I am recovering from a bit of a butt whooping on the on Sunday at the Sunday Open. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do too hot. Um, I, I'm just going to chalk it up to PTCGO, though. It's not me. It's not me. It's the client. The client's trash. Not me. Not me. Not the deck. <laughs> not not the fact that I played Charizard V Max. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's PTCGO. Gonna, <laughs> I I mean, I only played one game with it, but still, I'm just going to blame Direwolf Digital, the developer. And just move on from there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Shots fired. You just know what? This little bag of poop on their doorstep. Thank you very much. You know, here, here's what I was going to, here's what I was going to, I was going to make a joke to So like, I, did you see that Pokemon company released a play Pokemon podcast? I did. I did. Did you listen to it? I did. I'd listened to it at like, no, I listened to it at normal speed, but I skipped the Pokemon and VGC section. Ah, so I I listened to the whole thing, the whole nine yards, because uh, that's just me. But um, I was a, I was thinking Pokemon fanboy. I I really am like I just love all things Pokemon, and TCG is just one of them. But like TCG is kind of almost the main thing now. I don't know. I really like the video games. I'm not a huge like competitive battler in the video games, but I really really like the video games. But the TCG is. TCG is getting up there, but like my point was like I was going to make a joke this week of how like, you know, maybe they could bring the Metapod on the podcast. But then I was like, you know what? I've bagged on Pokemon a lot of times. They probably don't want me. So Sean might make it. But that right there, you you shitting on Dire Wolf. Nah, we're out. Metapod (laughs) will never make it. Metapod will never be on it. It's only like it's only until like September 9th. They're only doing like what, like five episodes but still like we're well they we're not. say it's till september 9th but uh we'll see we'll see it's a corporate podcast it's a corporate podcast those never last anyway we got a lot to talk about today again darkness ablaze coming in full force we did have a couple events this past weekend that um featured the ultra prism to darkness ablaze format the same format that the atlas pog championships are going to be so um a lot of like in my opinion, surprises, but also like not surprises. If if that makes no, that any makes sense, sense. Like, especially there's a, there's a few things that uh. Well, I'm gonna hold off for uh for for getting on my uh high horse here, but but yeah, oh, definitely a few surprises. Now. Not high horse. I can't think of the right word for it. But do you have a do you have a Mudsdale on your high horse or <laughs> do you, like? I just I I made a correct prediction. So we will get to that in a bit. Uh, okay, so Sean, which one do you want to talk about? Neil Pie Open or the PokeX Season 2 Tag Bolt event? Let's talk about the Tag Bolt. Let's go in the order that they were done. Because I do okay. think the order that they were done had an impact, maybe? I think so, too. I think, I think that's valid. So the top 16 of the PokeX uh, Tag Bolt, I believe this was Tag Bolt number six in the second season. Um, there was a good chunk of both new stuff and then also old stuff uh, within this format. You had Vicavolt representing in there. You had Scorch. You had some Decidueye in there. Um, 
you also had ADP, control, control, woo, yeah, represent. Um, Mu three slid in there, but the winner that also had a couple other spots within the top 16, Baby Blacephalon, Lieb, we, uh, the wonderful guest that we had on our podcast a couple weeks ago, um, took the whole thing, 7-0, and oh. didn't lose a single game with Baby Blacephalon. Do, what do you, how do you feel about this? I do we have the um the matchups that he had? It okay. doesn't have the matchup. Oh no, you we do, we, we do. do. He tweeted it. He tweeted so, it. I mean, congrats to him for going 7-0. But I gotta say, he had the luckiest run of anyone that I have seen in a tournament that has this many rounds. That's not to say Lee Bui is not really good. That's not saying that at all. I'm not taking it away. But this tournament had 12 Vikavolts in it. And I can tell you right now, Baby Blounds versus Vikavolt is not going to look good. Not having items, not being able to use yeah. fire crystals or flints or ordinary rods or quick balls or any of that, that's like, that's doom for a Baby Blounds. Especially because there's two variants of Vikavolt. There, well, there's really like three, right? There's like a regular kind of thing. There's like a turbo list and then there's the sleepy, sleepy yeah. Vikavolt. But like, is there a turbo in regular one or uh, am I just crazy? There might I could be. be crazy. I mean, I, there are like really two lists for me and it just depends on whether or not you want turbo patch, but yeah. Okay. Turbo. That's why it's called turbo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say like whatever list version you want to play item locking baby Blacephalon is horrible, but somehow Libui did not face one Vika vault in all seven matches out of and it was the most played deck in the tournament with 12. So he somehow dodged every single Vikavolt, basically, that he could have faced. If you're curious about what the actual round matchups were throughout the seven, round one, Baby Blounts, W. Round two, Luke Metal's Ashian, W. Three through five, all three of those rounds, Senescorch VMAX, Ws. Round six and seven, ADPZ, W. Yeah, so it's pretty I would say wild. Six of those seven are matchups where Baby Blounds is like, please feed me. You know, like Scent Scorch, like you got to stretch a little bit higher to hit Scent Scorch, but like, you know, it's, it's still doable. freaking possible, especially because Scent Scorch plays like giant hearts. Yeah. You know, different things to help you. Exactly. You know, because Baby Blondes doesn't play. I mean, Lee did play one giant heart. I think the most interesting thing about lee winning with baby blacephalon is there was not a single darkness ablaze card in the this was literally an ultra prism to rebel clash deck list he yeah. he doesn't own any darkness ablaze so like he was like i'm just gonna go in with this i mean i don't think just, darkness ablaze gave it anything to begin with so it's like yep fair enough you don't need any crobat uh, you don't think no. crobat would be good in this list crobat no, has 30, 20 more it. hp than Dedene. I don't think you need it. Dedenne is better because you could put fires in the discard with Dedenne. Crobat, That's true. Crobat, you might have things in your hand that you might want to keep a little bit, but you have four of so many different things. I think Dedenne is better. And then on top of that, like, okay, you want more draw or Corio is better than Crobat because you might get two turns of draw, which is more than what a Crobat would give you, basically. Yeah, that's true. So that's uh, my two cents on that. I, I mean, so I'll say like, that was a big surprise is Blacephalon winning at all because yes, Blacephalon can have some good matchups in the meta, but Vikavolt is a horrible matchup. 
So like, if you see this and you're like, yo, baby blounds is like up there. I'm like, no, no, it is not. If you can dodge every Vika volt that's going to be played, then yeah, you might have a good day, but you will not do that. Like he, that was extraordinarily lucky to dodge all 12 of those Vika volts through seven rounds. So what would you say to then Grand W who got 13th with Baby Blacephalon? I mean, because like, there are there are Baby Blacephalon lists that did like pretty well. You know, there's only four players to the main top 16. I mean, look, I think, think Baby Blounds. Look, I think there's another one that got 10th at Baby Blounds, right? So like. Yeah, there's three of the four. Like th- that yeah. proves my point even more. I am not. I am not saying that it's a bad deck. I'm just saying that going seven and zero. Oh, like, come on. Yeah, that's the, you can't, you can't bank on just no. dodging everything. And the thing is, all but... you need to do is hit one Vika Volt in the top, top cut and you're done. So, so like, yeah, you could maybe like do well against the field. And if you want to just make day two, maybe baby Blounds is a good deck to play. If you're like, okay, I'm going to high roll a little dodge enough Vika Volts to make day two of Pog and then fine. Yeah, that, that's not a terrible strategy. Uh, because you do have a good matchup spread outside of that. But yeah, I think like outside of Vikavolt, I mean, Vikavolt or Control, like, yeah, those are like what your two losses pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like you, you could put Victini Prism Star in and that would help you against Control. Yeah. Like that's, that's boom, easy tech. Um, but like looking at the other lists that were in here, you know, Senna Scorch did place fourth, did place sixth, place ninth, place 14th. Like people were playing, people were playing some fun stuff. And then Vikavolt, as we mentioned, there was one, two, three Vikavolts within the top uh, 16. Decidui and Rallegs. I love that. I need Rallet to be good. Oh, I need no. a Rallet to be good. I'm sorry. It's not good. Somebody it, got I mean, 15th with it, but I can tell you right now, man. I just, Decidui, I played it on ladder with, um, against, I was playing Eternatus. And I was able to beat it because you gave me three prizes, basically. And then all I have to do is figure out how to knock out three Decidueyes, which, let's be frank, is not that hard if you have any Pokemon that can do it. It's one of those decks that's like anything with Decidueye as like the attackers. Like if you can just catch someone off guard and they don't know how to fight it, it's like, boom, you win. Right. Yeah, or if the or if you happen to play against a deck that doesn't have an answer to it, or they prize yeah, the answer exactly. or whatever. Man, I just I just want I love Rallet, man. But anyways, um, another one of the very interest. Well, first of all, we got to give a shout out to Cashman, one of Coming our favorite peeps, doing a lot of the stats stuff and collecting deck lists, doing stats that we frequently use here on the Metapod. Came second, RC Dog Palkia. Zashian V. Very, very cool list in my personal opinion with the Duraludon decided not to go with the Mawile or anything of the sort. Very, very cool. But also Mewtwo and Mew Malamar Toolbox. Did you see this list from Kyle uh, Kyle Vincent Imperial? This is running a 3-3 Malamar. Okay, it is this. a Mewtwo box. Got two Mewtwo's in it. That's kind of sometimes your main attacker. But with things still like Dragapult, um mad party even you know being psychic with those poltergeist attackers um you have a lot of different other options like gengar mimikyu the trevenant dust norse solgaleo lunala um you also have the jirachi to help with that weakness jirachi gx and then also cute little rhyperior v in there to slam yeah. down any eternatus or uh vicavolts yeah i like the so, rhyperior uh, 
in here. I think this is pretty close to the usual, like, um, the usual, whatchamacallit, uh, the, the original, like, Mewtwo Malamars that we used to see before, like, the pandemic. Um, kind of of that sort, just with a little bit more, you know, with the, the Crobat, the Rhyperior. Um, I'm so how this, I guess the Giratina is what you have to beat Decidueye. Yes. Okay. It's just relatively like a pretty decent, like one prize attacker. I feel like. Yeah. I think the only and thing plus, like, if you attach a big charm on it, like if you attach a big charm on it, cause there is a big charm in this list. Like Decidueye has to hit you. I mean, Decidueye has to hit you twice anyways. Because it's it only hits for ninety, but like big charm, you can put damage on yourself, yeah, which is very nice. You don't have to put it on like a Dedenne or another bench Pokemon that Decidueye may snipe. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at this now, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to think of how its matchup spread works. And I guess ADPZ, you just horror house before they have a chance to. Yeah, exactly. And then you blow the ADP up before they can GX. So that's that's how you get that one. The Jirachi GX is interesting because I almost think you could maybe even take that out. Like, if you don't think people are going to play Dragapult, you know what I mean? Like, you could just be like, nah, I don't need Jirachi GX anymore. Star Search is really good, though. Uh, Star Search can be okay, but if you're using Star Search for turn, if like, you that's got not a good. dead, if you got a dead dead hand and you got nothing going for you, Star Search is not a bad play. I guess it's not awful. It's and plus, not like. Awful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like a last case scenario type deal. But like, I will say that, you know, Star Surge, I did play that deck today on stream. Um, for those of you that don't know, I stream at Twitch.tv. So it's atrocious gameplay. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, I did play that deck and I did end up using Star Search in one of my games. And it, it, it allowed me to get that comeback. So like that was super nice. OK, OK. Because well, like, especially if you can't set up a Mali, but. So I think that, uh, yeah, that deck for me is, it's pretty good. I think Baby Blounds blows it up, but what? no, that, duh, yeah. And maybe, I'm trying to think of like maybe Eternatus. That's also would, what the Tina would, is for. Eternatus might run away with it as well. Uh, maybe. It depends how early you can like knock out the, because you, I mean, like you just go ahead then and attack with the Mewtwo's. Um. It depends. But like I think that one is a mm. bit a bit touch and go. But luckily, there were no Eternatuses played at all in the first event. And oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there is. Expensive. Yeah, there was. There were six of them. Oh, oh, I guess there's six. But none of them it's, made the it's top in, 16. It's in the very bottom. But yes, none in the top 16. That is good to know. None in the top 16. But there was... Actually, wait. No, there was not Eternatus no. in the Neopie Open so, top 16. It was so, in like the top 32 or whatever, but not the top 16. Do we want to move on to the Neopie Open right now? I think we should. I think that was my perfect seg- segue that you uh, soiled. So I well, kidding. no, it's not a. It's a good segue. <laughs> so I, the reason I wanted to do that because I have two things, and I maybe one of them will not stay true for long. But I have two things that I want to just call out, and I'm I'm going to try to find the footage, the uh, the the audio from last week. But the first one is I said last week that Eternatus was overrated, and what happened weekend one. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's calm. Let's pump the brakes here, Chief. Let's pump the brakes. You're speeding a little bit, all right? I'm about to pull you over, okay? Let's talk about this first, and I will talk about why we don't have to worry about how Eternatus did not do well week one. Deal? Okay, do it. Go for it. Because I have the solution. Okay, so going into this top 16, ADP basically like ruled the show, took the three of the top four spots, um, Pikaram ended up winning it, though, 
Yusuke, Yusuke Saki. Uh, might be I, Yusuke. I'm sure. Yusuke? Yusuke? Because yeah. uh, there's a character um, in an anime that I really like called uh, Yusuke Yurameshi. Okay. So, was it the same spelling as that? Yes. Yusuke. Okay, cool. Anyways. Might be Yusuke, but I don't know. Close enough. Won, won, the, won the Neil Pie Open regardless with Pika Ram. Another deck that is pretty much the same um, except a couple changes. You know, Lee didn't have any uh, Darkness Ablaze, but um, the Picaram deck had Vikavolt V, just one of them, and then Pikavolt. also a Birdkeeper as well. Did I did I say something? No, no, I'm calling it. It's called Picavolt. That's the name of the deck. Oh, Pika. What? There's only one P. There's only one Vikavolt, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's How a could clutch you call Vikavolt. The, if, it's, if it's only one, then you got to call it Picavolt Bolton Goss. Cool. Pickle Bolton Goss. We called it the now. New deck coined. <laughs> put a put a stamp on that. Anyways, pretty decent deck. Tag Call Pico. Once again, I will still rain high on my horse when I said before Limitless Qualifier 3 that Tag Call Pico was good. Still gonna ride that train. Because hey, looky here. I have, tag to, call I, have Pika. To, I have to insert this now. I also said last week, I bet you Pikachu and Zekrom will do well at the Sunday open. Insert audio clip now. I have a sneaking suspicion that um Pikaram does well at the Sunday Open. I will give you that though. I will give you that. I I, I will give you that. Um Lucario Melmetal also placing in there. The two different um Vic of Old archetypes, you know, Table Mom, Pablo Mesa, he uh placed fifth with Vic of Old V. Um went three and one, he just kind of bubbled out just due to percentages and whatnot. Um and then two Sleepy Mareeps as well. There was a couple Luke Metal uh, Zashians within, you know, the top 16. Three of them, I think, to be exact. There was two Blacephalons as well that made it within the top 10. But RCS Diagopalkia, man, ADPZ not slowing down anytime soon. One, two, three, four, five. It, it Is that like, five, I think? You remember when ADPZ kind of like took a step back a month and a half ago, two months ago? And it was like not on everybody. It was there was Combo Zacian and there was Dragapult and there was Baby Blounds and so Pika basically Ram. when Rebel Clash released, yeah. And then and then it all kind of it's all coming back around now. And ADPZ is like, no, 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 I'm back and I'm I'm better than ever with Turbo Patch and Crobat. Turbo, but yeah, I think Turbo Patch makes that deck pretty doggone good. But it's very very. There was also an Obstagai. Or Obstagai. Wow. Oh, okay. Decidui I just made a new Obstagoon. archetype. Yes. Decidui Obstagoon. Very, very cool. Obstagoon, I believe, is the main attacker. Well, it's really like a, almost a split. It's a 3 1 3 Obstagoon, a 2 1 2 Decidui. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, it's an interesting deck. I had some people mentioning it to me, like on Discord a few days ago. Be like, yo, Decidui Obstagoon. I'm like, that's cool if it can pull it off, man. Two stage twos is, sounds complicated. Um, well, it's not it's not necessarily like a a deck where, you know, you bring both of them out. Right. Yeah, it's that's, not like I think, I think you're absolutely right. That's the goal is you have to know when to use one versus another in a matchup. And that is yeah, it's like as soon as they flip over their starter, you got to know, like, especially if you're going first, like what you're going for to start. Right. Yeah. Because if you spend time setting. Yeah. Because if you if you spend time setting up. You know, maybe they lead off with, God, I don't know, um, Zashian, 
And so you're like, oh, this is this is uh, ADP Zashin or Combo Zashin. And so your first turn, you're going Decidueye. pulling up all these rallets. Yeah, and you're trying to get out of Decidueye, but all of a sudden they throw down a fire energy and you're like, ah, oh, shit, it's Baby Blacephalon. Like, oh, like you, you got to yeah. know right away, which is a huge point of like the open list meta right now. Mm-hmm. So you like instantly know before the people even challenge you to a game, like what 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 strategy you're going to be doing right yeah yeah no i think you're right i think the fact that it's open death list definitely makes playing this type of arc like deck a lot easier because you can immediately oh, yeah. go like i'll look at the deck list do they have a duraludon and adpz if yes select obstagoon <laughs> if no select decidui right yeah it's it's pretty insane to me in my opinion um, cause this list is really, really cool. I think this is kind of the better, you know, like Decidueye list that we've seen, in my opinion, this is one of the better ones that we've seen, especially because we've seen Obstagoon Excel, you know, with the Rosa engine, with the counter gains and stuff like that. Um, now this one makes thing, me really excited. I will say one thing that's important to note that I'm just now realizing a bit is these top 16 standings. I don't know if Brandon who played Decidueye Obstagoon played that deck at all in the first half of the Sunday open. Cause in that one, that you is can, also true. So he went one in three with this deck in the top 16, which if those are the only four games he played with it, it did not do well. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that it still has potential regardless, but I do think that like at any stage two deck in a field full of ADPZ, if you miss, if you whiff, you're, you're not going to have a good day. Well, I mean, that's still like that's still like kind of where we are in the meta. Yeah. Though, like there's no like slow start is almost an auto loss. Yeah, that's like in my I mean, we've got we got better because of decks kind of slowing down like Vicable. I think Senescorch also kind of slows down a bit mm-hmm. the meta. Um That was two of my so losses I, actually. I uh, I got slow starts and I and then I was like, well, GG's. <laughs> well, you play Charizard VMAX, so I just oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. I played with uh, Turbo um, Bolton too, and you know how many energy I got on board turn one? Zero. One. Ah, uh, and I was halfway through my deck. Just get good scrub. Um. <laughs> anyways, um. But no, these top six scenes were really, really cool. There was a lot of great stuff to look at. It a lot of good lists as well. Um, especially before the Pog Championships, there's a lot of people, including myself, that are not necessarily like good deck builders. I'm not like I'm not comfortable enough like building my own archetype yet and excelling in that. I've tried to do I've I've been trying to do that with Stone Journer Vmax, and let me tell you how that's going. It's not going great. Probably won't play it at Pog. But being able to see these lists and seeing like different matchups as well in this format has been huge has been huge in in helping me learn because I didn't actually start getting to actually play myself in this format until today. You know, today was the first day. Well, this is Monday of the recording. So this is the first day that I got to play. Aside from that, I've just been watching and watching and watching and trying to like delve in as much as I can, you know? Yeah, I mean, I will say the good news is that we did have two tournaments so people can start to see what decks might be doing well uh, at least very early that could change but and then you know for someone like you like if you're like okay i haven't committed a hundred packs or whatever yet to eternatus or whatever maybe i don't want to now and so now you can like be a little bit more selective of like okay this is the deck i want to build based on these results 
Um, and I think that's good at like helping certain players to like, you know, better manage what they want to spend their resources on. I literally can't afford on PTCGO, uh, a turn says I can't, I yeah. just can't. I was, I, I, I pulled four Crobats, one Eternatus and an Eternatus VMAX out of packs, right? What? Um, How many? How many? Uh, 80 some odd packs. 80? I did like, like 100 oh, today. 90 packs. And that's why I said I had, I got crazy pulls. I put a video up on my channel the other day with it. Crazy pulls. I mean, but. I got some good pulls too, but I just didn't get four Crobats. So I only got one. <laughs> but like, so I, I was able to pull a bunch, but do you know how many packs it took for me to finish the Eternatus deck? I needed three more Eternatus and only two Eternatus VMAX. I'm only running three VMAXs in that deck. I don't yeah. think that's like a bad idea. What, only running a 3-4 line or a 4-3? Yeah, I don't think that's like horrible. Yeah, it's not horrible, right? Like you, I don't ever need probably more than three in a game, so it felt fine. But it was 90 more packs in trading to get <laughs> three Eternatus and two VMAXs. And I'm like, that's insane. That's I'm just waiting to get dumb. Eternatus until the, the box comes out that we yes. talked about a couple weeks ago. And then I'm just going to watch the price like tank. Oh, yeah. Reshazard. Reshazard had that same effect. You could just buy the codes for the boxes. Yeah, I could just do that. Seven or eight dollars? I probably not. I I probably wouldn't want to buy a code, though, for just for the promos. That's that's a little bit too much. I need a little bit more value out of seven or eight dollars per code. Um, But anyways, now that we've done talked about kind of what's happened in the meta, the different things that are going on, how the different decks showed up. Wait, is this where we go to the predictions? Yeah, yeah, I think we can go to the predictions now. I think we can... I like have this transition and then I, I, I lost it. No, no, I think what we can do now is we're going to transition to, instead of talking about what did happen, we're going to spend some time talking about what we think is going to be the pod oh, wait. Format. I remembered that I haven't told you yet why you don't need to worry about Eternatus. Oh, yes, please tell me. I mean, this can be the start of the predictions. So you, what okay. is your prediction for Eternatus then that is different than whiffing top 16 in two different events? Okay, so this is kind of the thing that I've seen a lot in a lot of formats. You know, like decks, decks don't really appear until like the second half of the season. When a set comes out, we build these lists and we build these archetypes. We don't know the ideal archetype yet, all right? And we didn't even, like, know the meta going into it, all right? So now that we have a better idea of what the meta is, because we have these two tournaments that kind of show us, like, what did really well, what the majority was. I don't think we have specific numbers for Neil Pie about, like, who played what deck, because it only really matters in Phase 2 about who played what deck. Yeah, they um, they don't have numbers for the first half. Yeah, so like, but still, like we have two different ways to distinguish what the meta is, you know, make different texts, make different changes to lists, make lists way more ideal, all right? Just because Eternatus didn't do well now, all right, we're going to perfect it, we're going to try to make it as best as possible. I don't think you need to worry about it. I don't think it's going to be like, I still think Eternatus is a tier one deck, personally. I just don't think that... You know, the way that it all played out, I don't know if people found the right way to play it. Now, do I know the right way to play it? Probably not. 
But you know what? That deck is really strong. It does what it needs to do really, really well. And you know what? I don't know if it would happen during Pog just because like this this window of season is so short, right? Like it's literally we have like one more week. It's yeah. like next week it rotates. Next week rotation happens. Yeah, yeah. This um, is the last weekend, like full weekend where we're going to have uh this set legal it'll still be legal i think for a few days after the tournament but yeah yeah it'll, it'll be legal from like monday to thursday you know yeah um, um I, here's my thought so i understand that completely and like i know we're saying like you know we don't necessarily know the right way to build the deck yet all that said this deck existed in japan for several months right in the exact same format basically that we have now and Eternatus was not taking the field by storm in Japan. You know what decks were? The same decks that are doing well right now, which is Vikavolt and Centiscorch. Control, control, baby. Yeah, and Control. But Centiscorch did Let me some Control. Um, So for me, like, I think what's playing out here is the same thing that played out in Japan. Now, will Centiscorch get better because other decks get worse after rotation? Very likely. I think I ain't that, talking about rotation though. I know we're not talking about it. I'm, but I'm saying I think long term, maybe you know, Eternatus um, gets better relative to everything else. But I think for Pog, it is not a tier one deck. I'm just that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I would but vastly disagree with okay. you. Okay, I mean, look, everybody's gonna come at me, but I'm like. Centiscorch is the VMAX for this set. That's that's good for Pog, at least. Centiscorch is pretty good. Centiscorch is pretty good. I will... I mean, really, a lot of things that play Welder are just, like, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, now we, have a, now we have a special fire energy that gives you 20 extra health. Yeah, right? Pretty... So it's a for-sure two-shot. Unless you're a deck that somehow, like... Like the Mewtwo Mally... Right, like that deck plays um, the uh, Ultra Necrozma, yeah. Well, I mean, not only like in an infinite cap of damage, but like it also has like other instant KO moves. So like Blacephalon, it's a really strong deck. It just blows things up. All right, it gets five hundred energies in its hand, blows you up. Doesn't matter what your HP is. Mewtwo Mally, they not only have the the Ultra Necrozma. But they also have the Trevnor GX, right? Trevnor GX Plus. I forget yeah. the name of it right now, where discards all of your energies. And then if you don't move, you're knocked out. Yeah, that's, you know, very, that's, that's very sneaky on Ascent of Scorch. Yeah, I mean, just, just decks that have like those. A two-shot meta is huge for a deck like Ascent of Scorch. And that's what, it, that's what it really, really needs. So I do agree that Ascent of Scorch is probably... A better as of right now, like a better. I mean, obviously we have stats and stuff all for it. It's a better right now, Vmax deck. But for Pog, I would say that it gets closer to a fifty-fifty, and like which oh, yeah. is the better Vmax? I could look. I will concede that there are certain combos that Eternatus can take advantage of that maybe haven't been exploited yet. Whether that is Eveltal. Um, Darkrai Prism Star with energy switches. You know, people haven't really thought too much about that. You know, I think there's a few things that you could do with it. 
you you know what I think about all this. So, mm-hmm. but so that's, I know I think, that you think Eternatus is trash, and your opinion <laughs> is just wrong. So I think the first thing we'll do then, yeah, let, let's let's say Eternatus right now. There's a great tier list, by the way, that Celios did. So I think that's a good place for us to like, you know, use as a reference point for the rest of this episode. What do you think, Jake? I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Shout out to Luke. Did it on a sh- I was watching his stream last night when he did this. It was more like a community tier list. You know, he only provided his opinion if the community was split like 50-50 on a tier. He would then make like the executive decision. But overall, this is what his community, you know, 60, 70 people that were chilling out in the stream um, decided on the tier list. And I think it's a pretty decent tier list. Um, I'm sure he'll be putting it up on YouTube later this week or Patreon. Go support his Patreon. Um, so a couple other decks that I want to talk about. I, I think we've already talked about Vickavolt. I think we've already talked about how Vickavolt is super strong, pretty doggone good, right? Yep. And I would say personally, if you're going to go in there into Pog, Sleepy Vika is probably the way to go. Um, so with it, with Mareep, especially like, I don't know if Amoongus is too complicated and you don't need it because you have. Oh no, yeah. Don't go Amoongus. Don't yeah. go Amoongus. But like, you know, Sleepy Vika with Mareep and maybe like Slumbering Forests and even maybe Crushing Hammers, um, all of that in combination, I think makes Sleepy Vika a little bit better than just regular Vika Volt, in my opinion. Uh, just because, you know, you add in a status condition like that and either your opponent has to tech for it or they just don't attack you back, which is great. <laughs> I think that the regular Vika, though, is pretty good for those of you that maybe, I mean, maybe like me, maybe you can't get the the cards for everything because I got lucky in my in my hundred packs. I pulled five Vika volts like I, I got straight up lucky in that sense. I didn't have to trade for any of them. So I got to play a lot of Vika volt today, especially because I had transferred my. A majority of my playing in the last like month and a half from stream to YouTube and like keep it condensed to YouTube. Still like playing every day, but definitely not for like five hours at a time. Um, I'm a little bit rusty. The Vickavolt deck was very like the regular Vickavolt was much, much linear. So I think like if you're a player, if you're a player like a Danny Altavilla or whatever, I'm sure he doesn't want advice from me on like what deck to play, (laughs) but He's probably way better off with the Sleepy Vika because that, in my opinion, takes way more comboing, that takes way more sequencing, that takes way more strategy because you've got like kind of two things that you need to worry about where instead with Vickable, like you just have one guy that you're working with instead of like a switch, a, a revolving door of Pokemon, you know? Yeah. Pokemon Stadium reference right there. Anybody get that? <laughs> um, so... So I think that they're both really good. I think that Sleepy Pika is better. But like if you're deciding like the day before, you're like, oh, God, I don't know what to play. <laughs> and you've just been bouncing around all the time. Like play play regular Vika. I think you just be better in that. Yeah, you know? it's less it's less it's less complicated. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it, um, it just seems way more linear, in my opinion, from the from the one day that I got to play it. <laughs> So I think in terms of the decks that we've talked about now, we have Scorch. I'm just trying to like organize our thoughts right now. So we have Scorch that we agree is very good. We have Mm -hmm. Vigavolt, which we think is also very good with a slight preference to Sleepy. Um, And you've heard our thoughts on Eternatus. 
uh, that whether or not you think it's tier one, we're not doing a tier list, but clearly it should be a very good deck if you can afford to build it, right? Yeah, if you can, I, which I don't think a lot of people can do right now. No, I think I you're think right. a lot of people I think can afford it. Maybe give it the, that extra week and more. It will see more play just because Oh, for time. sure. But like, oh, yeah, sure. you're absolutely right. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> Eternatus, rocking up with Eternatus to Pog is basically a flex at this point. Yes. So, especially when you got the rainbows in there or the full art crowbat. <laughs> so, I'm looking at you, person I face on the ladder. <laughs> Did they have more than one full art crowbat? Yes. Oh my. Oh my. Um, it was crazy. So, outside of that, though, what else would you put on the top of that, like pyramid, if you will? I would put control. Okay. So, you I put would control. put control up there, as always. I'm for. I'm a huge control guy. I like it. I like playing for my opponent. I I like having twice the difficulty. Yep. In playing the game, not not necessarily mill. You know, I'm I'm not talking about mill. I'm talking about control. Now, mill is like like the list that I've been playing lately have been like the the hybrid of like half control, half mill. But I feel like with the control list that I've been seeing. A lot of times, let me actually try to. Well, somebody did it. Somebody, somebody did really well with it the other day. Um, where was it? It was Patrick Fenny Feeney. Hopefully, I don't know if I said your name right. That played Cincino, Cincino Control. Um, had different things like Lusamine, Crushing Hammer, had a Faba in there, Team Yell Grunt, very heavy on that. I played that list in the off time because that actually doesn't take any darkness ablaze um so i i went ahead and played it on like sunday night i just picked it up and i went like six games straight now i haven't done any of the like matchups like i haven't taken the time to like play 10 games against eternatus play 10 games against centiscorch play 10 games against this that and the other but i i feel like this is pretty good because like this like since you know control also relies a bit on supporters I will say this. I'm looking at the deck list right now. Mm-hmm. If there was a few things I would change to it. I think, look, the base of any control deck is going to be very similar in some ways. Yes. I personally, though, I like the Del Caddy route because Del Caddy gets you your supporters back from the discard without having to use a supporter to do it. Yeah, like you don't have to you don't have to palpat it and then try to draw it or exactly any of that stuff. And the other thing, the reason that's important is because of Vika Volt. Vikavolt stops you using your pal pad, stops you using everything. So you need Channeler, which means that if you want to do another supporter in a turn other than Channeler, you have to be able to find Surge on top of it every turn, which means you need the Del Caddy. So you're basically every turn you're going, you know, uh, evolve Del Caddy, grab Surge, grab Channeler, Surge, Channeler, probably then using your pal pad, putting it supporters back in and then finding whatever other supporter you want to use for the turn um scoop up net your del caddy line put down the skitty like that having played against actually a decent amount of that control that is the only combo that you can bring that can beat vika volt if you don't play that you will lose 100 percent. i'm not 100 percent sure i'm not 100 percent sure if i totally agree i mean if you just get set up you know you you do run things like team yell grunt you do. I know. Then there's things like Coco Prism and things like that. You know, they just well, discard the energies. They just accelerate it. Yeah, I know. But that's not. That's like 
providing one less attachment. You know, you look at like ADP, for example. I'm talking about Vicavolt though. Like, no, no, I mean, but it's the same. It's almost like the same concept. I mean, the Vicavolt, because it item locks you, you can't play Crushing Hammer. So like the most that you can do is, you know, L- Lieutenant Surge, two team Yelgrunt, right? Faba. What would you... They play speed energies. Sure, I mean, but then they just decide not to put any more speed energies on their active, and then they're they're fine. I just okay because it only takes two energy. I'm like, I think. It's- but then you also look at you know maybe you just don't let Vikavolt stay in the active. Maybe you gust something else up. You know they're probably gonna put like they're probably gonna put something else down. This actually list doesn't play a stamp. Uh, that's interesting. Um, but anyways. You know, you get to, well, they do have the make them pay Persian and a Meowth in there. So I think they commit heavily to the make them pay. Like just because Vikavolt does some item locks, just, I mean, you don't have to 100% commit to getting rid of the energies. I mean, definitely you do because like that makes it way easier if you hit heads on crushing hammers. But like there are other routes in control to be able to stop the item lock from happening. Uh, I mean, this is this is where I think I just got to disagree with that because I'm like, look, Vikavolt, you only need two energy, right? And you have a bunch of outs between Turbo Patches and Coco Prism and Thunder Mountain. Getting them to like zero energy after they have at least two attached every single turn um, is is huge from a commitment perspective. And like, I just think that you know if you don't play Channeler, you're basically asking to have a hand at one point in the game that has a bunch of item cards that you can do nothing with. And then if you have to start discarding all of your items just to get through your deck and then you don't have pal pads or ordinary rods and I think, and then you can't even play polka dolls. Polka doll is an item, right? So I think that uh, for me, like the list doesn't have to be that different, but I do think like a channeler and a way to get the channeler back is almost necessary if you think Vikavolt is going to be popular. That's, that's just me though. I would be curious to know like, because Channeler is slow, right? Channeler is arguably just slow. Yeah, I mean, but that's... I would... If you're playing a control deck, you can play slow, right? Like, you know, you just need to be able to use your items like Crushing Hammers. I would love to have a conversation because I don't want to delve on this forever, obviously, because, like, there are, <laughs> there are way other decks. We could we could spin in circles all day. Um, I would love to have a conversation with Patrick over here. If you want to hit me up, Atrocious Jake on Twitter... I would love to have a conversation with you because, I mean, this is probably, I mean, control is basically like my comfort pick. I'm probably going to play this for Pog. I'll just be straight up. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what I would say to you then, Jake, test it against Vikavolt. Look, if you don't need it, you don't need it. That's fair. Um, I would test it and just see how it feels. Uh, but you can certainly ask him like why, you know, he didn't run Channeler or anything like that in his deck. Um, and it may have simply been that this was his comfort pick as well. And it was like the first day after <laughs> the set was legal. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like when I, it's like when I messaged, I, I slid in Stefan, Stefan, Stefan Erickson's. I, I don't know how to say his first name. I know how to spell it. And I watch his YouTube videos. Um, but he does a lot of control stuff. And he is a big, he was big, like Cosmic Eclipse, Pidgeotto Control. And I, that was like the best ever event. I, I'd send him a DM and I was like, dude, how do you play this deck? I want to play it. And he told me all these things. And then I had like in a crazy finish. I think we, we talked about that last week in the Q&A. Yeah. But 
I, I need to do that with Patrick. I just need to find him and I need to send him a DM be like, yo, how you be Vicable? Yo, and, and if you're a serious control player out there, just let us know. Add us on, uh, on Twitter, at MetapodTCG. Send, uh, send us a note and let us know what we're getting right and wrong about control because, uh, yeah, we, please, please educate us. Yo, boy wants to make day two. <laughs> I don't need to win. I just want to make day two. That's it. Um, All right. Let's, uh, let's move on from control, if you, if, that, if you don't mind. The last deck that I'm going to put on the top of that pyramid is ADPZ. The fact that we overlooked it this far in this ranking. I don't think we overlooked it. I said, I, oh, what we, said it, we talked about it a lot in the, in the Neil pie. Oh, yeah. So, well, let's just reconfirm. ADPZ clearly at the top of the pyramid as well. So Yes. Uh, so if, rather than talking about all of the, there's so many decks, right? For there's you, a lot Jay, of great decks. There's a lot of great decks. What I like are, this format a lot better. What are three underrated decks that you think will, they don't have to be a ton of the field, but three underrated decks that you think of that, that will do okay at POG or make a deep run? I'm going to say Dragapult is one of them. Ooh, I'm like going to say that. Dragapult is one of them. Because like here's the here's the mentality that I've seen a lot of people and I like joke I've joked around about this I've said I've said as a joke in like other people's streams stuff Dragapult is just bad right because you just lose to Eternatus when you're thinking about like what you're gonna play and you think about deck building and stuff you can't be afraid of like one single auto loss you know you can't be afraid of just taking like one L to a certain deck because like as you can see in this past week like this past week like dragapult didn't do so hot or i'm sorry not dragapult eternatus didn't do so hot eternatus was not like super there and it was played you look at the uh you look at the tag bolt event look at how many people played dragapult sean i want you to look at the chart do you still have it pulled up yes yes i do i want you to tell me how many people play dragapult in that Let's see here. Uh, Dragapult. Uh, it had dun, a big dun, whopping dun, zero. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. So like nobody, nobody even tried Dragapult, right? And so like you see that it didn't do so hot here. You see that, you know, it, we don't exactly know what the Neil Pie opened. We don't know if people were like playing it during it and just like decide to switch decks or whatever. You go from a deck that is pretty dog like considered one of the bdifs of the rebel clash format correct yeah to being absolutely ignored yeah absolutely ignored because people are so afraid of eternatus and i mean you kind of do you still have what is you what do you think the matchup is against baby lacephalon oh i i would say depending on the version right there was a version that ran stamp and plant and so if you're worried plant, about baby lacephalon Plant stamp. That's all you need, right? Because um, like once you can take out the one that has energy on it, and if you can set up extra knockouts like on their Jirachis so that they can't use Jirachi, um, and then you set up you know triple prize knockouts with between Dedene and something else on their bench, like that's how Dragapult beats Baby Blacephalon is saying you can try to blow me up once, but can you blow me up twice, right? And mm-hmm. It's actually very hard for Baby Blacephalon to blow it up twice if you're playing Plant and or Stamp. I think that, or a lot of Marnies, right? If you're playing up like four Marnies in, in the deck, I think either one of those can have a favorable matchup against Baby Blounds. Uh, but again, look, if you have a bad game, Baby Blounds is just going to wreck you. 
And I mean, again, I said this earlier, like if you just have a slow start, like you, yeah. I mean, this format is still like too fast. This format is still too fast to not have some sort of uh, apologies for slow starts. That's not the right word, but I, I think people know what. So like if you look at Dragapult, it it pretty much auto loses to Eternatus, I would say pretty much auto loses pretty much auto loses against maybe like Luke metal as well. Right. Because they full metal wall GX and you're doing a whopping <laughs> like 30 damage per yeah. turn. And then like, look, Luke metal might even play Azamazenta in it. And at that point, you're just like, why? Why? You're just like, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, there was a there was a I think it was uh, Neopie. It's like a Luke metal list that oh, yeah, played three Zamazentas. Oh, my gosh. Aggressive. Which I think is way too much. I don't think Zamazenta is that good. I think but, two, if you want to go heavy Zamazenta, two. Two is all you need. Yeah, you, I think. The thing is three, three, you're implying that they somehow are getting through your Zamazentas. And I'm like, well, if they're getting through them, you're not going to have a good day. Yeah, I, I would at that point just try to use a heavy hitter like Zashin. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's just my personal opinion. So those are like your two auto losses. And like you think about the different things that Dragapult could play. Dragapult plays the Garatina from Unified Minds. Now was like one of the best times for that because now not only do you have the speed energy, right, that you're just bouncing off and like other things from like Mewtwo, which you may or may not see, right? Because Mewtwo wasn't like yeah. Mewtwo wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't a tier one deck. Yeah. Now so. you have now you've got the hide energy. Capture energy is a resurgence. Everybody's playing capture energy now. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, Heat fire. You, yeah, the fire energy, whatever that is called, you have, well, I don't think we should really consider powerful energy yet. But I get your but, point. Like, there's so much good special energy now that, like, that Giratina all of a sudden is super, you know, powerful. Yeah, I mean, the Garret, I'm the Garretina is valuable, but also, like, I still think that even with those two like losses, like you look at the rest of you look at the rest of the meta right now and it could do like really well. Does it does it like get straight up defeated by item lock? No, I don't think it does. Because once you get it set up right, if they want to keep item lock, you know, that means you're only doing 50 a turn, maybe a little bit yeah. more with e-power, but not that much. And, and plus, so- like we saw a point we saw a point where Dragapult was playing Mal and Lana for like the mirror yeah exactly like maybe maybe Malin Lana comes back because of item lock you know they're just whacking you for the item lock and you're like okay you're just gonna hit me for some 50s I'll just heal that off so then you can't hit that 190 and it's like I don't I don't know if I mean people are again I said this earlier and this was I was actually gonna say this at the very end but I'll say it right now at the very end is in the end of the podcast but like I think I actually I think I said this earlier I'm losing my mind right now I am tired um you can't be afraid of just like you can't just like write off a deck because it loses to one. If there's no like like in the sword and shield format, we had mill and ADP. We keep referencing this every week. We'll never forget about that format. The That format had ADP or mill. If you auto lost to either of those decks, right, then that's like a considerable like, OK, maybe I shouldn't play this deck, right? Because everybody's playing just those two decks. But this is such a wider format, and you're like Lee dodged all the Vickables. I don't know how, but I get your point, which is like, look, you can have an auto loss to a deck, but if that deck only makes up ten percent of the field, chill, you're fine. Yeah, like you're 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 cool because again, people have slow starts. 
And if you have a slow start in this meta, you're probably going to win. I think what that comes back to is like, look, week what weekend one, people did the conservative thing, which is not playing Dragapult because they don't know how much Eternatus is going to show up. I think it was more of like people just want to play new decks. That could be true. Right. Like that. that, I mean, well, well. I mean, a lot of ADPZ. So I don't know how long, how big that hold, how much that holds Uh, up. Well, Turbo Patch is a lot of fun. It is. Especially when you hit heads. Baby Blounds also was played. But the point is, I think people like kind of took a step back and said, let's see how Eternatus does. And then you see that, you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't played a lot. And when it was played, it didn't do well. So I think you can come back and say, okay, well, for Pog then, it's not going to be so much of the field that it really should stop you from playing a deck. And I think that is 100% yeah, like people were, fair. I think people were thinking like it was going to take up like literally 40% of the field. Like Eternatus. I mean, I yeah. think Eternatus is a really cool deck. I think it's a really likable deck. I think a lot of people will love the deck. Like it's going to be like... It's a lot of I mean, fun. It might not be like Zorark, but like it's going to be to the point of like people love the deck so much that they're going to be playing it post like you know you play a retro format yeah yeah you know let's play eternatus you know because that's it's fun it's fun drawing a lot of cards it's fun putting a lot of pokemon down so, i think that i think that dragapult is the sleeper pick you want my sleeper pick no no okay cool kidding. we're done yeah, yeah, go go Wrap go go. Oh, yeah, go grab it no 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 uh i think for me my sleeper pick is going to be spirit tomb i think that spirit tomb you know, uh, as Jeff Goldblum says, life finds a way. No, no. Spiritum uh, uh, finds a way. I feel like in every format for the last, you know, six months to a year now, there has been a Spiritum deck that somehow emerges as like a good pick. And so, you know, for some reason, I just think there's so many tools at its disposal right now, quite literally, between Hustle Belt and Toughness Cape and Big Charm. Oh, Toughness Cape is so good. So like all of those things... Plus the fact that you still have Eveltal in, you know, format. And so you can like set up situations where like, okay, you Eveltal for three, you set up a two hit knockout on another three prizer. And then all of a sudden you're on easy street because you use two one prizers and a two prizer to do it. I, uh, that's, that's where I'm like, okay, cool. I think Spiritomb might be my sleeper pick. I don't think a lot of people will play it, but I think if the right people play it, you know what I mean? Like if, if the right people so you're decide, about like Team Gas rolls up with a new Spiritum link. Yeah, basically, if if Team Gas rolled up with a Spiritum deck, or uh, you know, I can't remember who, maybe Grant Manley. I don't know. There's a few people out there who've played. Grant Hunter Manley Butler, was playing Obstagoon. So if like the Hunter Butlers of the world also like roll up with some sort of a rogue Spiritum build, that for me is where I think it can make a deep run, is if it's in the right hands. I am not the right hands. I will not be running Spirit Tomb as much as I like it. I should probably build it for fun, but that is my sleeper pick of like a deck that doesn't really get a lot of talk. Now, my speak, my sleeper pick is actually at odds with yours in terms of if more Dragapult gets played, that's bad for Spirit Tomb typically. And um, um, I think that matchup's like, I don't know. I think that matchup's a little 50-50. No, sure. I mean, I think the Tomb Count version versus Dragapult in that meta was 50-50. Yes. Yeah. Um, toughness Cape, I think, helps. But, you know. Oh, Toughness Cape super helps. Yeah. But all of that is to say, like, you know, you still have a Pokemon that only has 60 HP without Toughness Cape on it, which is basically a Zigzagoon Ping attack from a knockout. And I'm like, yeah. that's always a bit risky. That's always a little risky. Hey, uh, it's a little tough. Yeah. A little tough. 
So. I will say though, if you're not playing a tool scrapper in your deck, you should. I think tool scrapper is pretty good. There's a lot of decks right now that are pulling up counter gains right now. There's a lot of decks right now that are pulling up different items, whether that's air balloons. Jirachi yeah. is still a thing with the skateboard. That is a very good like, point. I, I think tool I, scrapper is very good, especially in things like Vicable. I yeah, I mean, I just think tool scrapper is just a relatively like super good card. We have a lot of items, and we're getting toughness capes as well that have been starting to be introduced. All right, well, that's my that's my two pieces of advice. Don't be afraid of drag or don't be afraid to play Dragapult and tool scrapper. <laughs> All right, uh, I think. That's going to do it. Do you have any other like last thoughts going into Pog? I know we, this is a bit rambly, but uh, hopefully we organized our thoughts a little bit. But I will say your uh, your Cartana deck did make the uh, tier list. It did. It did make the bottom of the tier list. All the right. Very bi- and literally they ordered it too. So guess what was the very last deck? <laughs> I mean, look, it's a coin flip deck. So of course it's on the bottom, but that's not my oh, sleeper boy. pick anymore. Uh, anymore, it's Spiritum. Okay, but, but hey, the the Charizard deck that you played is also on that on that bottom. But what section, is the bottom? Because you know? it doesn't have. Is it like bottom four? Is it Rogue? Like what is that? That is just tier four, like decks that you hear about, but you're like, don't even worry about it, Chief. I don't think Charizard, Charizard Bmax, Unknown Hand, Phalanx, Stonejourner, Dustox, Cryogonal. Cartana. I don't think I don't think Zard V Max should be below Sizor. If you want my opinion, I think that I don't uh, like even know what si- I don't even care what Sizor does. Zard V Max has what way Sizor more does. potential than that. I think uh, I think they're doing they're doing my dude dirty on that one. But anyways, maybe you're just maybe maybe you're just delusional, Sean. That's probably that's that's probably maybe more you're just accurate tired from your <laughs> butt whooping that you had that's, today. That's fair. All right, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up here. Let us know. Uh, oh, also, to everybody out there, uh, just a reminder that the POG tournament is this weekend. So everything that we've been talking oh, yeah. about is for this weekend. If you haven't registered, I think just do it immediately. Yeah, just do it as soon as this is over. As soon as yeah. you listen to this and it's done, just um, sign up. Go sign up, and hopefully we'll see you there. Let us know what your thoughts are on the POG tournament. I know there's a lot of decks we didn't talk about, but you know you can't talk about everything on a podcast, so... I mean, we could. I mean, we're not. No, we could do an. Ex- you know, enough. If enough people decide to send us money, we'll do an extended cut later. Sign up for my OnlyFans, but yes, it's actually right. just tier lists for. We're gonna make an Only Dan's account. Um, only Dan's. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Jake, for joining. Thank what, joining. I've been here thank like you for joining, Jake. I'm gonna cut that out. That I've was literally weird. been since day one. All right. I've been here since day one, and this man says thank you for joining. I, I don't know. I don't know what that was. I'm just trying to wrap it up. Uh, oh my god. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you all later. All right. Peace.